0: Hello, I'm Katie Sewell, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Tiffany Parks. Hello, and welcome to The Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is your midweek Bittersweet Moment. If you listened to Monday's full length episode, you'll know that we talked about expat friendships, and particularly the friendships you have with people back home, and how since expats often have friends come and go in the city that they live in, they tend to consider their old friends or childhood friends, their friends back home as their true friends, as their real friends, where a lot of those people sometimes move on, especially if you live far away for long enough. If you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you go back and do so before listening to this one. We got a lot of emails about this topic, so I guess it resonated with you guys. I'm just going to read a couple of them right here on the show. So this is from Val. She writes, Hey, just listened to your last episode, and I want to raise my hand. I'm also the immortal vampire who's seen all my expat friends come and go. That's why I also cherish my hometown high school friends and still think of them as my real friends, even after 20 years in Florence. I've never thought that they don't consider me the same. But after so many years away, I guess you're right. Horror emoji. I don't know how Romans are, but Florentines have a really tough character, and they're not very friendly. Ouch. That was my, uh, my commentary. The ouch part. I know a lot of people here, and I have friends to go to aperitivo with, but I haven't found an Italian friend to just call because I'm bored or when I really feel sad. Most of my closest friends are still foreigners. Anyway, keep up the good work. Buona giornata, Val. It is so true what you write. I can completely identify with this because I do have Italian friends. It's not that I don't have any. It's just that um, they're sort of, I don't know, fair-weather friends. I do have a few expat friends who are an exception to that, and they have extremely close Italian friends. I'm very envious of that. It may be that I don't put myself out there enough. Um, but, you know, my friends, I have a, a good friend who's a tour guide. We know each other through that. We go to art and exhibits together, or we used to before we had children. <laughs> I have a lot of Italian friend mom friends now because of my son going to school and meeting them that way or the moms in my building. And, you know, if we did not have kids the same age, quite frankly, we probably wouldn't be friends. And even though a couple of them I really like and I really enjoy their company, again, I haven't broken through that barrier of, I I probably wouldn't call this person in a crisis. She talks about Florentine's having a tough character and not being very friendly. You know, it's funny because... I think Italians in general, although there are so many regional differences, but in general, Italians have this reputation for being extremely warm and extremely friendly. And while that is true in some circumstances, I think that going deeper and making that extremely close friendship is rare with an Italian for someone coming from from outside. And I'm not sure why that is. But it could be because Italians tend to stay close to home. They tend to live not just in the same city that they grew up in, but even the same neighborhood they grew up in. And so their childhood friends, their historic friends, almost all of their friends are quote-unquote historic friends. And so why would they need to look outside of their friend circle for new friends, at least friends that you would go beyond the aperitivo with or the walk in the park with your kids? So that's one possibility. And another thought I had is that I have noticed that the Italian friends that I have made they tend to not be from Rome. they are already people who have gone outside of their hometown, who have sort of broadened their horizons a little bit. And A, they might not have their historic friends around, and B, they you know maybe they've lived abroad or they've had more opportunities to make friends with foreign people. So that could be another reason. We got another message from John. He writes, Hi Katie and Tiffany. I enjoyed your episode on maintaining friendships over time and from abroad. Here are a couple of comments. Both my wife and I grew up in the expat world and you tend to make friends quickly when you move someplace or someone moves to where you are, but you know you are likely to be in that place only for a short time. Only in a few cases are these relationships continued after you all leave. In the old days, you'd exchange a few letters and that would fade relatively soon however now with facetime and skype it is much easier to maintain these friendships my wife who is german only spent her equivalent to high school years in one place in germany she developed close friendships with several other women and has maintained them to this day these friends all live in different parts of germany she organizes frequent facetime or skype calls with each of them individually and sometimes together when we're in germany we always take the chance to get together with them These friendships have lasted over 40 years or more. The secret to keeping these going is that one person has to be the glue to make this happen, and it's normally the expat. My wife is the expat, and she has been in the US for 28 years, and because of her, this group has remained close and in contact. In life, there are only a few people who you can really consider true friends. In German and the Romance languages, there is a familiar and a formal form of you, English is the only language that I know that doesn't differentiate that. I've had a lot of non-U.S. friends get confused on the relationship with a colleague since Americans tend to say, my friend Joe, and Joe may be your boss. By using the word friend and the first name, the non-U.S. person may think you have some special relationship with a person when in fact you don't, and they're strictly colleagues. In other than English, you know whether you are on a friend or formal basis with someone. You are most likely going to keep in touch with someone who's a friend. Best to you all, John and Ava. I love this message because it brings up two really, really good points. The first is the second thing that he mentions, which is this language differentiation between the formal and the informal. I do have to say that I've noticed in German, not that I speak German, but I did study German and I've talked with a lot of German people, it's much more rare to use the informal version of you. Whereas in Italian, it's pretty common to use two. I used it with all of my bosses after about one week. The only people that I don't use two with are my son's teachers (laughs) because they always use lei with me. And so I feel like I have to use lei with them, even though I would be happy to use two, but that might be a special case. Everyone that I don't know, that I literally don't know, like people in shops, things like that, I would use "lay" with them. But with anyone that I'm on a first name basis with, I would use to. So I think that does differentiate from German, but it brings up an interesting point because I think that Americans in general, regardless of the language, do tend to perhaps overuse the word friend, use it for, you know, anyone that you might happen to know. I can see how a non-American person in the States might get a little bit confused by that. The other point of this wonderful message is that you really need someone to be the glue to keep these friendships together. I really love that. I think that it's a really good reminder that long distance friendships do not continue on accident. You really have to be proactive about them and you have to you have to work at them. I have one friend who I can say is a close friend of mine, a long-term friend of mine, whom I've never lived in the same city with. I don't even think I've ever lived in the same country as her. We met when she was a foreign exchange student in Seattle and needed a place to stay for a weekend before her dorm opened. And she happened to know uh, friends of my mother's. And so she stayed with us. And based on just that one weekend that we spent together when we were both in our early 20s, late teens, early 20s, we now have a friendship that spans decades. And one of the reasons that it really works is that whenever we can, we make a point of seeing each other in person. Now, since we've both had kids, it's a lot harder. But during our 20s, every time I was in Europe, she would find a way to see me. If I was singing in Italy, she was living in Germany, she drove down and came to my concert in Italy. When she was living in Paris... I lengthened a trip that I was taking with my sister so I could spend a week with her in Paris before I met up with my sister. We've done this over and over and over again throughout the years, and I can't even count the number of cities that we have been to together simply because one or or the other of us was living or staying there for a while. And, of course, add to that lots of phone conversations and letters. We used to write each other actual handwritten letters before email was a big thing and i have all of her letters and um and i think that that's, that that might be a big part of it too even though the modern technology makes it easier to remain friends those letters i mean you have to have a certain amount of put a certain amount of time energy and forethought into writing someone a letter i think that that just proves how much someone cares about you when they do that so I'm not saying that it can't happen. It definitely can. And now maybe you have a few ideas of how to keep your friendships going, even if you live far apart. Thanks so much for listening. Join us again. Bye. Do you have a topic you want us to explore? Send your requests. We love to hear what you want to know. Visit thebittersweetlife.net and contact us with your questions, your adventures, your observations, your favorite episodes. We love hearing from you. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for The Bittersweet Life Podcast.